Before she became an autism advocate and mom of four, Shaletta Brundage was an Emmy Award-winning comedian. Need something to put a smile in your face? Laughing with Letta is sure to tickle your funny bone. Check it out, but pee first and make sure you ain't drinking nothing when Shaletta's on a roll. That way you won't have anything to clean up when the podcast is over. Ooh, I tell you what, if I did not have my village to lean on, if I couldn't call... Dan Cook and ask for prayer or laugh it up with Chad Hartman or get some parenting tips from Laura Oaks or lean on Dave Harrigan to book these guests for this show today while I fill in for Corey Heppler. I don't know where I would be. Because let me tell you something. This pandemic and parenting has been um, a, a, a roller coaster for all of us. I'm not special. Um, and, and especially as a mom. I've I've often felt like a a martyr mentally. Um this overhaul, um this the the, the way we are um making sacrifices for our families. I I don't know the last time I got a massage or went to a salon. Um I look like my feet look like it was scissor hand. It's it's bad, y'all. And I feel like if I just take a moment for myself, then I'm taking away time that I could be taking care of my kids. I literally like this is not a joke. And y'all know how I am about cleanliness. I remember today that I hadn't bathed last night. What? Yes. Because it was a choice. Either wash the dishes and get the kids to bed and try to get in bed by a decent hour or leave the dishes dirty and take a bath because I was running out of time. And I chose to clean my kitchen before I cleaned up myself. You know, where do we draw the line? So when I saw the story in the New York Times that talked about motherhood and martyrhood, I thought I got to uh, get Dr. Pooja on the show. Uh, Dr. Pooja Lukshman is a psychiatrist and author specializing in women's mental health uh, with a focus on how broken systems impact women's emotional lives and, and a clinical assistant professor at George Washington University. Dr. Lukshman is the author of the forthcoming book on the tyranny of self-care and the founder of Gemma, a digital education platform focused on women's mental health and dr pooja let me just tell you girl i'm so glad you're here because women (laughs) mothers our mental health girl it is in the toilet and i don't know how we are gonna climb out of this thing um it's 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 just you know being a mom dr pooja it's already hard and then you add the the pandemic on top of that, and we've been working from home, and we've been trying to please our employers and our husbands and our kids. You know, divorce is at an all-time high. My husband was like, girl, I'm gone, deuces, I'm out. You crazy. And he's right. I'm absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, and, and so then here you come with mothers don't have to be martyrs. This This article in the New York Times that everybody is talking about, and... We feel like that. Like if we take a minute for ourselves, somehow we're being selfish and we're not giving 110% to our families. Absolutely, Shalita. I'm so excited to be here with you. I think everything that you said is 
spot on this past year and a half for women, for mothers, for parents has been absolutely brutal. And at the same token, we also have to remember motherhood was difficult even before the pandemic. Um, It was no walk in the park, um, especially for women of color, especially for mothers that were living, living in poverty or single moms, right? But what we saw over this past year and a half and what we're still seeing right now as we're trying to fight for paid parental leave and all Mm -hmm. of these important social um, safety nets for families, uh, it's just reached a fever pitch. And absolutely, I have seen that over the course of the pandemic in my clinical practice. And uh, that took me to sort of writing these pieces and trying to advocate and speak out for, I think, a generation of mothers who have had enough. And this is the thing, like my mama, my grandmama, my great grandmother, I could never call them and complain. Right. Because they say, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, look, you mm-hmm. got uh, you had you you got a, a a teenage boy over there who is able to run a therapy session with your kids. You got a nine seater van <laughs> with DVD players. You got iPads. You got lunchables, microwavable meals, and the chips come in bags already. All they got to do is open them. You got juice boxes. Okay, I don't want to. My grandmother told me one day, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear you have a washing machine in your house, and so you feel guilty about saying. I have had enough. How do you, Dr. Pooja, with the work that you do for women's mental health, say that it's okay to say I'm not okay? Yes, absolutely. And I think just just jumping on back of that, too, the difference now, I think, in comparison to our mothers, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers, is that the expectations are so much higher you're on social media, you're on Twitter, you know, you're just seeing on Instagram in particular images everywhere of this perfectly curated family. And then you look at your home and it's a disaster zone and then you feel bad. So the first thing that I say to my patients is we need to stop using guilt as our moral compass. You are going to feel guilty and that is okay. Just because you feel guilty does not mean that you're making the wrong choice. So I say what I recommend to my patients is instead of trying not to feel guilty, instead of making your choices based on what's going to make me feel not feel guilty, instead, just think of it as the guilt is going to be there. It's like a faulty check engine light. You're going to feel it. Your job is to act in accordance with furthering your mental health living by what really matters to you, making choices that are aligned with your values, despite feeling guilty. And, and, and see, that's, it's, that's so hard to do. You know, how do you, how do you get, how do you get moms who don't, you know, who are martyrs to head yes. even in that direction, Dr. Pooja, because that yes. is, you know, I hear you and it's making sense and I'm looking over there at you, but I'm going in the opposite direction, looking back at you. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if I can go over there. That might not even be my lane. Yes. And that's why we have to start small, right? I'm not saying doing anything drastic here. I'm saying just making the small choice to let's say eat lunch today. 
like girl okay because a girl wait like really like a lunch like a meal like you know like a meal girl. sandwich yes <laughs> okay let's start with let's get yourself a glass of water right how about we start with brushing our damn teeth girl can we start there because i girl i promise you girl yesterday i was eating my breakfast at dinner time like like i had some french bread casserole and it was in it was in a plate and girl i just pass by it and take a bite every now and again and i was like i don't make enough time for myself to even sit down and eat this right. i'm just passing by right. it as i make lunch for the kids as i check homework as i you know uh shout instruction as i you know do a zoom meeting for my business i, I just every time i pass i take a little bite and you know i'll go all day and realize oh my god why am i lightheaded i haven't eaten dr Pooja, has it really got that bad force <laughs> it has, unfortunately. It's, we are down to eating. We are down to using the bathroom when you feel the urge to pee. Like, that's where we are right now. <laughs> Girl, we laughing, but it ain't funny. We are laughing, but it ain't funny. But it is so true. Okay, we got to take a quick commercial break. But I want to stick with this conversation because we have so much more to talk about with Dr. Pooja Lakshman. Uh, her article in the New York Times, um, how mothers feel like martyrs. And, and we don't have to. How to shift our mindset. Uh, to take better care of ourselves. More with her when we come back. We're continuing our conversation here on the Corey Heppler Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio with Dr. Pooja Lakshman. She is a psychiatrist and author and all kinds of other stuff. But more importantly, she is a woman who is forcing us as moms to take a real hard look at ourselves and decide how we are going to pull ourselves up um, out of this rut, stop being martyrs, and how we can still be moms and, and take care of ourselves. And 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 Doctor Doctor Pooja, I, I just can't thank you enough. And I know you got stuff to do, but girl, you got to stick with me because how are we going to change um, our mindset? Yes, absolutely. And I want to just say also, this is not easy work. So I fully recognize how hard it is to shift this line of thinking because it's been ingrained since we were little girls, right? To, to think about caring for other people, to put ourselves last in line. So recognizing that this isn't going to change overnight, but there's a couple pieces. One, think about what is the cost? What is the cost to you and your family to continuing like this? Because what I see in my practice is when you're in this martyr role placed, you are not fun to be around. You were raging mm -hmm. at everybody. <laughs> Girl, my baby told me the other day he's going to send me back to mom school. I said, what? He said, mom, you're doing a, a lot of yelling. And so I'm going to send you to mom school so you can learn how to be a nicer mom. You're a good mom, but we want you to learn to be a nicer mom. So we're going to see if we can take you some classes um, at mom school. I, girl, I, girl, I was like, my baby going to send me to school. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it comes out, right? It comes out when you are the one that's doing everything mm -hmm. and resentful as heck, right? Just pissed off that nobody else is help helping you. But at the same time, not giving anyone else a chance to really step in to pull their weight because you're used to doing it all yourself, yeah. right? So there's a control element here that usually comes in. 
you know, wanting to sort of be the one that's calling the shots, making sure that everything's done perfectly. And, and, you know, this is also, again, I'm not trying to shame anybody here. I see this everywhere. And this is all coming from the Girl, outside. You, you all on my toes. Dave, does she sound like she knows me personally, Dave? Does she sound like she been in my house? Did she, did you give her the phone number for Andrew's new cell phone so he can talk and snitch on me, Dave? Because she is calling my name right now and I'm not alone. This is what, you know, we're hearing from so many other moms who feel like um, martyrs and, you know, feel like if, if I do it for me, then it is selfish, you know, and, and that's, you know, how do we get out of that feeling that, you know, self-care is somehow selfish care? Yes. So I think we really need to eliminate that word selfish. Beating yourself up for being selfish does no good for anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a colleague that says, you know, instead of saying selfish, instead, let's replace that with healthy. Mm. I need to do this for my health. You know, I need to do this so that I can be healthy and be there for my family. You know, if you need to use the carrot of being healthy to take care of your kids, I will let you do that. Fine. If you're not going to do it for yourself, if you're Mm going to do it for your kids, that's totally fine. Right. But recognizing that you're the only one that can give yourself that permission to step out and drink a glass of water, to step out and use the bathroom, (laughs) (laughs) to go as far as even making yourself a sandwich, you know, (laughs) you're the only one who can do that. Yeah. What what are the costs? You know, part of your New York Times article is recognizing the costs. Yes. So what we see, what I've seen, obviously, in my practice and that what we're seeing nationally is just is a crisis, a mental health crisis, depression, anxiety. And then on top of this, and this isn't mom's fault or, you know, any, this this is based on our structural failures, but we've seen millions of women leave the workforce Mm -hmm. over this past year and a half, Mm -hmm. right? So if our policies don't catch up, if the outside structures don't catch up to support women and mothers and families, then this is what happens. Then we have a mental health crisis for mothers, for children, and we have women that are dropping out of the workforce in droves because there's no support. No. So the no. costs are huge. Yeah. And, and girl, I'm going to tell you, I had my resignation letter in queue. Uh, and <laughs> and I, I almost sent it like 50, 11 times because I was like, there's no way I can get it all done. And, you know, just work with my bosses and, and they were able to let me work from home so that, you know, I, I could stay here and, and tend to my children and, and still do my job. And, you know, my friend Steve Thompson set me up with some equipment. And, and, and so it really takes a village. But the one one of the things that you talk about in this, this article um, in the New York Times, we're talking to Dr. Pooja Lakshman, um, is that. It's a gift you can only give yourself. Uh, martyr mentality it is less about a life overhaul and more about building a new muscle. And it represents our 
own thoughts, our own feelings, our own preferences. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity that my mama can't give to me, that my ex-husband can't give to me, that, you know, I can't get from my kids. I have to give it to myself. It's hard when you got to give it to you. It's easy to go get it from my boss or go get it from my friends. But when I got to get it from me, that's a whole nother ball game, Dr. Pooja. It is. And it's not an overnight solution at all. So that's why you got to start small. That's why you got to start with, I'm going to go get a cup of water. I'm going to eat lunch today. I'm going to, you know, we got to start really, really small. And you build that muscle over time. Yeah. And, and, and it's sad that we're back to some real basic stuff. Girl, we, we down to eating and drinking. We're down to, <laughs> yeah. to personal hygiene. And, you know, I was just saying on social media, I don't know the last time I bathed and brushed my teeth on the same day, um, you know, or, or take took a minute to, to, to put some lotion on or to, you know, do a, do a self-massage in the chair or let alone go anywhere. Um, and, and those small steps, um, how important are they to getting back to a mentally healthy place for moms? Yeah, so those small steps, that's what I call kind of building the muscle. You know, you're building the muscle by making choices that are healthy for you. And that's the muscle that you're building. You're you're letting go of the guilt. You're not letting the guilt drive. You're not letting that voice that's telling you that you're being selfish for brushing your taking the time to brush your teeth. You're telling that voice that it can just shut up for now, you know, and you're doing what you need to do to make yourself feel good. Right. And that's what real self-care is all about, making those choices for yourself. Like, yes, sure, you can go. If you have the luxury of being able to go out and get a massage, that's great. But that's done in 90 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You still need to be able to make these decisions for yourself. And and I would say the decision that you made, Shalita, to go to your boss and act for more flexibility. That's a huge act of self-care. I was hoping they would fire me so I could get some unemployment, but they didn't. I was just. (laughs) (laughs) But they were like, nah, girl, you got to stay. You got to work. So, you know, it was part selfish, part stepping out on faith. But Dr. Pooja, I thank you so much for this column. I'm sharing it with other moms. Um, they are sharing it with me. I swear I get it once a day. I send it out two or three times a day when, when friends are feeling guilty or they're feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling like um, they don't know which way to turn. And, and this thing is not going to let up and they don't know what to do. Um, you've got some really good, sound, practical advice and coping skills and talking about transitions and uh, a meeting with other people in roles and not blaming ourselves and shielding ourselves and, and, and liability. And, you know, if you all have not read it, um, I've got a link up on my Facebook and my Twitter page to Dr. Pooja Lakshman's article in the New York Times. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. That girl is crazy in a good way. To check out previous episodes, log on to her website, SheLettaMakesMeLaugh.com. You can also check out where she's appearing next and score cool merch. If you're like me, family is the most important thing in your life. But talking about finances with your family can be a challenge. This is a photo of me, my mom, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother. 
Every lesson I learned about putting money away for a rainy day, I learned from them. That's why I'm moderating an AARP panel on Tuesday, November 9th at 6.30 to talk about saving money for retirement no matter what stage you're in. So whether you're Gen Z, a millennial, Gen X, or a boomer, join me on November 9th. We'll have a panel of common folks like you and me. We'll work together so we can find solutions. To sign up for this free event, log on to aarp.org backslash mnevents. This event is sponsored by AARP Minnesota, Black Women's Wealth Alliance, Bridge Makers, and Youth Prize.